This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. All right, let's move on to number 11 here, Jamison Williams. This is a long-term ad, obviously. Very long-term ad. He's still a ways out. You know, but if you have an open IR spot, I think at this point he's worth stashing on there, right? Like I didn't want to pick him up very early in the year. I didn't want to draft him, but I think we're kind of getting to that point where he's worth stashing. If you if you're six and oh, wait, what is it now? Seven and oh, yeah. If you're seven and oh, six and mm-hmm. one, five and two, I think it's worth it at this point. Yeah. Now I think that Jameson Williams could be a pr- pretty good ad. You know, we obviously don't know what he's gonna look like in the offense. Um, I'm not sure he's going to be the best receiver when he does come back, you know. As long as Amon Ross St. Brown's playing, I think that he'll be the wide receiver too. But his talent profile is there. You know, we obviously saw why he was taken so high. Um, the Lions seem to be, you know, pretty confident in what what he's going to be able to do and add to the offense. I think that he's going to be I, I don't think he's going to be a league winner. I think that he's going to have um a lot of allure when he does come back. Um, maybe you use him as a trade piece. I'm not sure. Um, but the Lions offense has been a little bit quiet the past two weeks. Um, if they could pick, they need to pick up the pace a little bit, pick up the scoring again before I kind of anoint Jameson Williams as someone that I would add this week. I might wait a little bit because maybe even one more week because the Lions offense has been out of sorts right now. They're looking more like the Lions offense that we were expecting to see compared to what we saw the first four weeks of the season. I, I, I think I would label Jameson Williams as a potential league winner. And I wouldn't have have him here this early at number eleven if I didn't think he. I, I think it's a situation where the Lions, yeah, they haven't looked good over the past two weeks, but they need someone like Jamison Williams to come in and stretch the field. They need somebody like with his talent to make this offense better. They haven't had Amara St. Brown over the last two weeks, so right. uh, their main pass catcher, their main weapon on this offense, DeAndre Swift. He's he's has he hasn't been there either. So this is a reason why this Lions offense hasn't been playing well. Their their best playmakers are not on the field. So when you get DeAndre Swift back, when you get Amara St. Brown, Brown back, you have Jamison Williams stretching the field. This is going to be a dangerous offense. And uh, Jamison Williams has that type of talent that when he's on the field, if he's running a full complement of routes, uh, which you know Dan Campbell said that like we're not going to put him out there until he's full, until he's mm-hmm. ready, until he's going to help us. Um, so I don't expect them to be back anytime, you know, over the next couple of weeks, I would say I would give it probably three to four weeks at least, um, for Jamison and, you know, in competitive leagues, you might have to pick him up now because otherwise he's going to be stashed. Now here's what I'll say about Jamison Williams though. 
I need an IR spot for him right now. If I mm-hmm. don't have an IR spot, I most likely won't be picking him up because I, that's a valuable bench spot that I can use to rotate players, right? Um, if I already have Hollywood on there, I'm keeping Hollywood on there and not picking up Jameson. If I already have Cordell Patterson on there right now, I'm not picking up Jameson, Jameson Williams right now. If I have uh, Karen Williams on there right now, I'm not picking up Jameson Williams. Otherwise, if I have J.K. Dobbins, man, I might be picking up J.K. Jameson Williams over J.K. Dobbins right now. If I have J.K. Dobbins in my IR, J.K. Dobbins is, is going to be out for another four to five weeks. Mm-hmm. And there's a potential chance that he misses more time than that, apparently, according to reports. So I think for the rest of the season, J.K. Dobbins is not somebody that I want to roster. Gus Edwards is going to be involved. Doesn't have as high of a ceiling. Jameson Williams, I feel like he is that type of league league winning type of player who can come in and do his thing. I didn't want to draft him, but at this point this point of the year, if I'm looking, if I have a team that's looking pretty good, and I don't need to kind of like, you know, get these guys who I need to play right now, I think Jameson Williams is a pickup. Uh, but again, I need an IR spot for him. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I'm I'm just. Temporary expectation because we did talk about Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift being on that offense. And it is Jared Goff still. You know, he still turns the ball over a little bit. Um, I'm yeah. not sure he's going to step in from day one coming off the injury and missing a lot of time this season and be that league winner right away. I think maybe towards the very end of the season, last two, three weeks, maybe he could start to have that type of production. But I, I think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be, you know, just like stepping in like a Kenneth Walker type, you know pick up right i i think that he might take a couple weeks to acclimate i could see that i could see him definitely taking a couple weeks for sure um yeah but you know if he ends up coming back like you know week 11 week 12 give him a couple weeks and by week 14 maybe he'll be all right yeah that's kind of how i see it um chuba hubbard you know he he's a he's a longer term ad than deontay foreman is just in case the ankle injury is more serious than we think now again i talked about this yesterday but Hubba, Hubba, I'm a, Hubba, can, can I call Hubba. him Hubba? Hubba, Hubba. <laughs> Hubba, Hubba started over Deontay Foreman, right? Yeah. Yesterday, uh, on Sunday. He outsnapped him 22 to 14 through three quarters before he hurt his ankle. He outtouched him before that. Um, and he looked good before he got hurt. And Foreman ripped off a couple big plays in the fourth quarter. Um, Hubbard is also the passing down guy. So I prefer him on a team who is likely going to be losing a lot. Um, he'll be on the field more. And Hubbard apparently, you know, could have came back into the game and all reports are saying that his ankle is not serious. So it's possible that he plays this week, right? And, you know, either way, I'm viewing Hubbard as an RB3 play most weeks moving forward, not an RB2. Okay, I I assume Foreman is going to continue to still be involved. We have to remember that this is a bad offense. Mm -hmm. That's why I have these guys here so low. They they performed a lot higher than what they're normally going to perform at. Okay, so like these guys should not be priority pickups unless you badly, desperately need a running back play this week. And if you do, that's Deontay Foreman, right? He would be the short term ad. If I'm picking up tonight and I don't know if Chuba Harper's going to play this week, I'm picking up Deontay Foreman, right? Because he would be like the guaranteed play this week, right? You yeah. know, given a little, a little bit of uncertainty around Chuba Harper. But both backs are going to get work regardless. So, you know, Foreman. You know, he can potentially still come through for you. I'm viewing Foreman as a low-end RB3 moving forward, unless Harbert is out of the picture, in which case he might be a low-end RB2. So, again, we have to remember that this is going to be a bad offense moving forward. I don't want the guys who are going to be sharing the load on early downs on a bad offense. It's just not a recipe for success. So, 
I wouldn't be looking at what they did against the Bucks and project that moving forward. Yeah. Was anybody watching the Panthers Bucks game on Sunday and thinking, yep, this is what I expected from the Panthers running backs? No. No. So don't let the Panthers, I mean, give them credit for a good performance. You know, after all the crap that happened this week for the Panthers, you know, um, they came out and played well. But don't let their good performance against an uninspired, very uninspired Buccaneers team, you know, cloud your judgment on this. It's still going to be in uh, below average offense, I think, at best right now. And there's a lot of people producing in this offense that aren't going to produce all in the same week, I think, moving forward. Um, I think RB3, like you said, with Truba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman, I think that's right where I'd have them too. Sweet, sweet. I got Van Jefferson here at number 14. He was activated off of IR, and Sean Bavay said he expects him back. He can even play this week, potentially. So yeah. I'd pick him up now. Uh, there's no clear second option behind Cooper Cup, right? It's been Tyler Higby, so there's room for Jefferson to step into that role, potentially. So I'll add him, keep him for a week or two, and see what he does. Yeah, I think that's really all you can say for him right now. Obviously, Van Jefferson has been involved somewhat over the uh, two years that he's been with the Rams. He's had a couple games where, you know, he goes for a long touchdown. He's a deeper threat. Um, he's not Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson isn't going to give that deep threat. So I, I think that Van Jefferson is a good pickup here, especially. With yeah, the the you know, he's work. had. Yeah, exactly. And he's, he's had Robert Woods, too, in front of him this entire time. Robert Woods was commanding more targets than uh, Allen Robinson has. Right. So there was no room for Van Jefferson to kind of, you know, make his way and, and move up and target share a little bit. So I think this is a, a, a potential ad where like you're like, oh, wow, Van Jefferson is actually a wide receiver three every week. Yeah. I don't think you have anything to lose by adding Van Jefferson. No, no. Latavius Murray, um, you know, he, he was in a timeshare with Melvin Gordon. Right. Melvin Gordon started the game for the Broncos, but Latavius Murray was very involved. He had 11 opportunities himself. He got the goal line carry for the touchdown. Uh, he, they split the early down work down the middle. Uh, between him and Gordon. So if you need a running back who has a chance of scoring on a not-so-great offense, I think Murray is your guy. Uh, it's similar to the Deontay Forbin-Chuba Hubbard situation. However, it's possible that Latavius Murray moves up a little bit, gets more of the carries over over Melvin Gordon, and then also this offense does have a chance of improving a little bit. Yeah, Latavius Murray is doing his thing where he just comes in on random teams, scores a touchdown, and then gets dropped, <laughs> and then someone else claims him off waivers, and he does it again. He's on pace to do this, you know, one touchdown show like five times a year this season, like, <laughs> like five times a season. So, you know, I'm not paying too much mind to Latavius Murray. Maybe, maybe you can pick him up. I, I don't think that his workload is going to stick, really. Obviously, with Mike Boone going down, he might get a, little, a few more touches, but um, I'm not counting on him as a solid fantasy producer for me any week, uh, week in and week out. He's a desperate play for me, regardless of, you know, what's going on. Because this Broncos offense is not that good. And we saw no. somehow it took a step back from what it was doing with Brett Rippin at quarterback. So <laughs> in the beginning of the game, they were looking kind of good, but then it didn't, it didn't work out after yeah. that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Um, I have Robbie Anderson here at number 16 as a long-term ad. The Cardinals, they run a lot of plays. All right, they're second in the NFL in plays per game. They run a lot of pass plays, 
Kyler Murray's third in the NFL in dropbacks. So Robbie Anderson is a solid bet to get some targets. I, I think, you know, he's going to get some deep targets on a team who desperately needs someone to be their deep threat. Murray has a great deep ball. He's one of the best deep ball passers in the NFL. He just doesn't have a target to throw to. So we yeah. could potentially see a connection there. Um, I think he complements the other wide receivers pretty well. Well, where DeAndre Hopkins is doing the short, like the intermediate route thing, you know, with a little bit of deep action. Um, and then you have Rondell Moore, you know, kind of going short to intermediate. You have Zach Ertz doing short to intermediate. And then you have Robbie Anderson filling a role that they need. So yeah. he's somebody that I want to add right now. Don't necessarily want to start him this week, but uh, I want to see what his role is and, and how much it grows and then whether he gets a full complement of routes, you know, uh, sooner than later. Yeah, I think it's a worthwhile ad. I mean, we had him as an ad after that one deep touchdown in Carolina week one. He didn't do much after that. I think that was just, you know, uh, I think that was an apparition a little bit. Um, Robbie Anderson clearly wasn't happy in Carolina. He's now in Arizona. And like you said, he's filling a role that they don't have. This is like a really complete wide receiver core right now. And I'm surprised. I'd be surprised if the Cardinals offense doesn't look, um, you know, better than it has been um, this Sunday. Yeah, or- definitely. Marquise Goodwin, uh, this is a short-term ad for me. You know, DK Metcalf might be out for a bit with the patellar tendon issue that they're calling it. Uh, and Marquise Goodwin caught two touchdowns from Geno Smith this past week. Looked to ha- be some have some chemistry there. Uh, don't forget when Geno Smith grabbed a handful of Marquise Brown, uh, you know, Goodwin. uh, Marquise Goodwin's ass, you know, after one of the wins several weeks ago, right? Yeah. Like they won the game. First guy he went up to was Marquise Goodwin, you know, g- grabbed like a handful full of ass, um, and said, <laughs> Congratulations. So, like, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't underestimate a serious connection between these two guys. So <laughs> I can't help. The chemistry um, is there. Let it. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> he 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 ran only five routes, five less routes than Tal Lockett this past week. So you know he'll be the guy on the field if uh, DK were to miss some time. Uh, so you know a little bit of a shot in the dark play against the Giants, but there's some upside there. If you need some upside, I think he's someone you can grab off the waiver wire and 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 get that. Yeah. I, I like Marquise Goodwin as an ad. Clearly, like we said, the chemistry is there, not just from what you mentioned, but also just on the field we saw. Um, like you said on yesterday's episode, Geno Smith, touch it, it's gold. Um, I, yep. I think that Geno Smith, the way he's playing, you can have whoever he's throwing to you know, in your in your lineup. I have a couple tight ends here at 18 and 19. Uh, I have, I have uh, Evan Ingram first. He is a tight end that you can grab on the waiver wire right now and stream every week uh, if you're struggling at the position. So if you just lost David Njoku, Ingram might be on the waiver wire. Six for 69, five for 40, four for 67 over the last three weeks. Uh, Denver is a tough matchup for wide receivers, and and it's a neutral matchup for tight ends. So, you know, Ingram, you know, he is running around on 80% or more of Trevor Lawrence's dropbacks over the last three weeks, which is correlating to the, you know, a little bit of a bump in production. You know, nothing too crazy. doesn't have a ton of upside. Uh, but these are the kinds of tight ends that we want to target when streaming at the position. Yeah. And, and it's just going to be a crapshoot for tight end. So I would consider heavily, if you're not already streaming tight ends, just stream your tight ends. Greg Dulcich, I have him at number 19. Uh, he came in as a rookie, commanded target share off the jump. 20% target share this past week. He got nine targets he produced. Um, the week before, in the, in his first game in the NFL, 80% route participation, caught a touchdown. So there's a lot of appeal like when a tight end can do something like this in their first two games in the NFL. You know, at a position where it's very rare for rookies to do anything. So I was very high on Dulcich coming into the league as one of the best pass-catching tight ends, and it's possible he ends up being pretty good, 
right? And this is a good sign yeah. that he's going to end up being pretty good with the production happening so early in his career. So there are also rumors about Jerry Judy potentially being traded. So if that happens, Dulcich's value would go up. Yeah. And, and consider that he's getting it done with the offense really just stuck in the mud. You know, I, I think that's also worth noting because in an offense where, you know, not everybody is doing well, even Cortland Sutton, he's out producing Cortland Sutton these last two weeks. So I, I think that that's a really good sign for Greg Dolchitz moving forward. Coming in at number 20, I have Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, you know, DPJ is like that wide receiver who is going to be available in most wave wires who you can just like plug and play just to get some points. You know, he's averaging double-digit PPR fantasy points over the last four weeks, and that's without any touchdowns. So he's like a solid streaming wide receiver during these bye weeks. Yeah, and, and that's what it's going to be. I, I think that's what he's been, I think, his whole career, really. Um, no, this is this is better than he's ever been in his career, honestly. He's never been consistent, honestly. Like, he's been as that far guy as from, from like a touchdown upside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, he, he's he's been – he's that guy who's like – randomly getting air yards but never comes down with it so like i love how like the guy who's unlocking him is jacoby Brissett, <laughs> right yeah. you know with amari cooper there with david david Njoku there uh but uh but yeah no it's, it's interesting that he's able to do his thing though in this offense it's true that if david Njoku does miss time too you know we could see more maybe there's touchdown upside suddenly for donovan people's jones maybe can you believe that donovan people's jones is more fantasy relevant than obj Allen on the same offense, right? Or any any receiver like that? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. No, no, no. Uh, I mean, like on the Browns, like oh you know, yeah, OBJ yeah, yeah, was on the Browns, and like, and maybe even I don't know. He, yeah, no, no. It was not okay. you're, you're comparing in the Browns system. Okay, that makes sense. In the Browns system, you know, yeah. with Baker Mayfield, you know, I guess it was a Baker Mayfield problem. Jacoby, I wonder what OBJ would have done with Jacoby Mayfield Brissett. at this point. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the quarterback oh, situation yeah. for Donald, Donovan Peoples Jones just like. Whew, Carolina would, Carolina would trade a second rounder for Jacoby Brissett if they could right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, At this point, right, no, they're so, tanking. Uh, what's it called? They're, they're, tanking. They're, they're tanking for us, so they wouldn't trade they're, anything. They are. So a couple of other guys just, just randomly, like if you need a couple of streamers, like Zay Jones, another streaming wide receiver if you need one. Um, I think he just saw 10 targets in this game this, this past week. Um, Jahan Dotson, you know, he did, I think he re-injured that hamstring injury a couple weeks ago, uh, but he should be back at some point. Who knows if that what commander's offense can support three wide receivers. Um, Taekwon Thornton, like he got a relatively high target share considering the fact that nobody produced uh, in terms of pass catchers on the, on the Patriots offense, like, you know, to a certain extent, um, not a lot of receptions, at least Devonta Parker had a big catch and uh, so did Jacoby Myers, but that was about it. So someone to take a look at Elijah Moore with Corey Davis banged up right now, pick him up. He could receive a little bit of that squeaky wheel treatment. You never know. Um, he's been dropped in a ton of leagues. Uh, at yeah. running back, Tyler Algier, if you need a running back, uh, he's somebody that you can pick up right now and stream. Uh, you know, he can get you 15 carries and a touchdown potentially. Um, let's see. All right. Just want to quickly throw out some tight ends that you can stream. Irv Smith against Arizona this week. They've given up the second most fantasy points to tight ends. They gave up two touchdowns to Jawan Johnson last week. And before that, they were, you know, Jawan Johnson was a good play last week because of the fact that Arizona was terrible the weeks prior. Yeah. Uh, Jawan Johnson, too. Uh, again, this week, you know, against the Raiders, if you want, a good matchup there, especially if Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry are out again. Uh, Cade Otten, another target for Tom Brady, 71% route participation in the absence of Cam Brate. Uh, five targets this past week. 
solid solid production for a streamer tight end. They're going up against Baltimore. Decent matchup. Um, you said David Njoku was absolutely killing it against Baltimore last week before he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, don't forget about Taysom Hill as well. You know, if those those guys are out, you never know. He can get a touchdown at any point. He has a high ceiling if you need it. A couple of quarterback streamers, Daniel Jones against Seattle. Decent matchup there. Jared Goff against Miami. He's been dropped in a bunch of leagues. And Marcus Mariota against Carolina, who probably has the highest floor for any of these guys. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Yeah, and go ahead. I think that Daniel Jones maybe against Seattle. Obviously, I was crapping on Daniel Jones um, just last week, but you know, against Seattle, it seems like they're pretty high-scoring games. So I think that Daniel Jones might be a pretty good play. Okay, you heard it here first from Zach that Daniel Jones is a top ten quarterback play this week. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> That's not what he said. That's not what no, he no, said. No, 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 no. Solid, solid but, streamer. Solid streamer. But the kiss of death, the upper hand Zach kiss of death, you know, it might happen again. Because I said, remember when I said Amari Cooper was going to be start of the week? And yeah. he just shot the bed. We'll see what happens this week. Maybe maybe I have a little power here. I don't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to do it for this episode. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you guys. Uh, Fabian Rodrigue in the uh, in the comments. Haven't missed the podcast until yesterday. Love this shit. Y'all the best. Appreciate you, Fabian. Appreciate you guys. Everybody who's listening, everyone who's tuned in every day. Appreciate you guys. Make sure to, to, to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you tune in to your podcast. We'd highly appreciate that. Um, and you guys take it easy. Have a good one. We'll see you guys tomorrow at noon Eastern time for some buys and some sells going into week eight. Take it easy. See you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>